Alright, welcome back everybody. It's Drunk and Disporterly, and we are coming to you live here. Live Logan. for us. Yep, live for us. Uh, Logan is here. We are in each other's presence. This is not a... Face to face. Face to face. We are not uh, calling in from our respective states. We're actually with each other, and Joe is still not here. That son of a bitch. Fucking Joe. So, uh... Joe, you know what, man? If you're listening to this, just figure your shit out. Okay, that's all. That's all we ask. Um, so we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, we got a couple of cold bush lights here, and we got a uh, rainy Midwestern. Notice I said that Midwestern. I'm really adopted. A rainy Midwestern afternoon to talk about the world of sports. Yeah, we're gonna fucking start with the NFL, which is getting pretty wild right now. Logan, what yep. we got? Start with the NFL. These past week scores. We're gonna start with the Thursday night game: Jets at Colts. Jets thirty, Colts forty-five. Uh, Josh Johnson played for the Jets. Uh, was twenty-seven to forty-one, three seventeen, three touchdowns and an interception. Two of those touchdowns were to Elijah Moore. So those, those, those are pretty much the only stats, stats that the Jets have. Indi- Indianapolis Cars- uh, Wentz was. 22 of 30, 272, and three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor is continuing to have a very good year and goes 19 carries for 172 and two touchdowns. So that was your Thursday night game. Sunday slate, we're going to start with Browns at Bengals. Mm. Battle for Ohio. Mm. Mayfield goes 14 to 21, 218, two TDs. Chubb has 14 carries for 137 yards and two TDs. And Denzel Ward, the warden, has a 99-yard pick six, which he then sat on the sideline for, like, fucking five minutes afterwards because he was absolutely fucking gassed, dude. <laughs> Got a dope just, nickname. Just now. dead. Uh, Burrow goes 28 for 40 at 282, two interceptions, no touchdowns, since he only had 85 yards rushing and three turnovers, so they didn't win that game. And that, which is, that's a pretty big game in the AFC North because at that time, I mean, everyone was kind of looking at the Browns going, what the fuck? And the Bengals were starting to surge, and the Browns just come out, OBJ-less and smack the Bengals. So, OBJ-less. Pretty good. Broncos at Cowboys. Broncos 30. Cowboys 16. Denver beat the piss out of Dallas. Bridgewater is 19 of 28, 249, a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Mm. Prescott was 19 of 39, 232, two touchdowns and an interception. Dallas was held to 78 yards rushing and 290 yards total. That's a big defensive game for uh, Denver. Dallas has been running the ball with Pollard and Zeke, and Denver just shut that down. And I think the big story there with Denver or Dallas was that Dak was holding on to the football. I think he was like, it was like averaging almost three seconds, four seconds with the ball in his hand. So that's that's like the big story out of there. It's, is Dak just it was not getting rid of the football, and that's. That counts as not taking care of the football. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's a big one. Texans at Dolphins. Texans 9, Dolphins 17. Just a shit show of a game, I guess. Houston, Tyra Taylor's 24, 43, 240, and three interceptions. Jacoby Brissett comes in instead of Tua, who's still hurt. Is supposed to be back this week. Um... 26-43, 244, a touchdown and two interceptions, which I guess is a terrible game for Jacoby Brissett. Um, And Houston had 272 yards. Miami had 262 yards. So those are both 
very low totals as far as the NFL goes, and it's showed on the scoreboard. Um, Falcons at Saints. Falcons 27, Saints 25. Ryan goes 23 for 30, 343, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, so Ryan had a good game. Cordell Patterson had six receptions for 126 yards, so that was his favorite target yesterday, or yesterday, this past weekend. Trevor Simeon is still playing well for New Orleans, I guess. 25 of 41, 249, and two touchdowns. You can't really knock that. Um, and Atlanta only had 34 yards rushing, so New Orleans just beat the piss out of them on the Gotta have 100. Run. Gotta have 100. Um, Raiders at Giants. Raiders 16, Giants 23. Vegas. Uh, sorry, Joe. Cars 30 of 46, 296, a touchdown, and two interceptions. And those two interceptions were. Huge because one was a pick six by Xavier McKinley. Actually, Xavier McKinley had both interceptions against Vegas. And like I said, the one was a pick six. And Danny Dimes was 15 of 20. 20 20 attempts is not a lot. But when you only miss five passes and you put up 110 yards and a touchdown, like, it's pretty efficient. So that's enough to beat Vegas. Because they suck, Joe. Well, and, and Carr said in the post game, like he's like, I can't turn the ball over. I have to take care of the football more. So at least he's taking responsibility for that. Um, that's revolutionary. Yeah, that's not a very big thing for quarterbacks to do, I guess. Um, moving on, 20, 24 for the Patriots as they thump the Panthers and only give them six points. The real only stat I have on that: Mac Jones, twelve of eighteen, one thirty-nine, a touchdown, an interception, and a fumble. Uh, J.C. Jackson. For the Patriots, had two interceptions and one was a pick six, so another multi-interception game for that. And running back by committee, they went for 151. Darnold is just going to shit. 16-33, to 172, and three interceptions, and Carolina only goes for 78 yards rushing. Uh, we got a little more news that just popped up while we were getting ready for the pod that we'll talk about later with Carolina, but it definitely has to do with Sam Darnold's woes. Um, the Bills lost to the Jags. The score was nine to six, and that's all I'm going to say about the game because there's like it's this is the stupidest fucking game of the weekend. Like, fuck the Bills, fuck Blue Cheese, Derek Prentup. If you're listening to this, that's true. Fuck yourself. Fuck Blue Cheese. Um, does suck. I don't understand how the Bills, the Bills, which are probably after the first week that the. That the Chiefs had, they're the AFC favorite, right? And then they just go mm. and absolutely lay an absolute egg against the fucking Jags. Did you are, watch it? Did you watch that? I did not watch it. But I'm glad I didn't. Oh I would probably God. turned it off. Just looking at like just looking at like the box score of that game. There's no stat. I had no physically. My hurts. notes literally say this game was stupid. How I have fuck? no fucking stats for it. Zero. There was literally not a touchdown score yeah, in the game. not a single touchdown. All fucking field goals. And oh you know how God, we feel about dude. fucking kickers. Oh, fuck so, kickers, dude. <clears throat> yeah, fuck that. Um, moving on now. Vikings at Ravens. This game goes into OT. And the Vikings lose 31-34. to The Ravens pull it out. Kirk Cousins was 17-28, to 187, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Cook had 17 carries for 110 yards. Kenny... In Ganu, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> um, has a 98-yard kickoff return. So that was a big swing for the Vikings, but they could not hold down 
Lamar Jackson with a 27 of 41 and 266 three touchdown day through the air. Can't hold Throws two, t- two interceptions, which I'm assuming probably kept uh, Minnesota in the game. Probably not his fault. As long as well as the uh, kickoff return. But he w- had 21 rushes for 120 yards also. Like, right. that is insane. And Marquise Brown was his favorite target. Nine catches for 116. So Hollywood Brown, baby. Uh, yeah, they just... The Ravens just kind of put the talent on the field, I guess, and let them, let them do their thing and win a close one in overtime. I think that's what their second second and third overtime game this year. So Yeah, they've had a few. They're heartbreak kids. <laughs> and it's one of those things where you're like, you can see how they're doing it, I yeah. guess, with, with like, you know, kind of their receiving core and Lamar Jackson, but they have no other than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's why he's getting yeah, so many, I mean, so many rushing yards. Rushing, yeah. He's rushing for 120 yards because they don't have. Yeah, absolutely. They don't have Gus and they don't have uh, JK, man. They're just putting it together. But anyway, somehow they they're fucking making it happen. It'd yeah. be, it's going to be an interesting season for the Ravens. So, moving on. Chargers at Eagles. Chargers 27, Eagles 24. Herbert was 32 of 38, 356, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. His favorite target was Keenan Allen. He had 12 catches for 104 yards. For Philly, Hertz goes 11 of 17, 162 a touchdown. He had 62 yards rushing. Um, Smith goes five receptions for 116 and a touchdown. So there's some progress there for Philly, at least, and there's some cohesion there going on with Hertz and the rookie Devontae Smith. So that that's at least showing progress, but the Chargers are a tough team to beat. And honestly, that they took them within three, that's a pretty good game for the Eagles, honestly, with the way the Chargers have been playing. So Cardinals at Niners, the bounce back from the loss to Green Bay. They put fucking 31 on the Niners, and the Niners only scored 17. Colt McCoy. When's the last time you heard that name? <laughs> Fucking whenever he played for Texas. <laughs> Comes out and is super efficient, really. 22 for 26, 249 in the touchdown. Took care of the ball and handed it off to this kid, James Conner. If you don't know about James Conner, kid played at Pittsburgh, beat cancer, came back, was in the running for the Heisman when he was at Pittsburgh, and is now just running through the league. He has 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns, 77 yards receiving, and a receiving touchdown. So, mm. three touchdowns for James Conner and is making a case for himself. Um, San Francisco, Jimmy G goes 28-40, 326, two touchdowns and an interception. And his favorite target was Kittle. He was six receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. That game from Jimmy G is now bringing up a ton of questions as to whether or not San Francisco sticks with Jimmy G. So, we'll see if Garoppolo manages to stay at San Francisco. Titans at Rams. Titans 28, Rams 16. Tannehill was 19-27, 143 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and a rushing touchdown. AP comes in in replacement of Derrick Henry, has 10 carries for 21 yards, but he gets a touchdown. So he's at least making up some points there. Kevin Bard had a 24-yard pick six for Tennessee, and that was probably what really turned the game around for them. Uh, Stafford goes 31 of 48, 294, a touchdown and two interceptions. But big story there, I guess, is, is just AP coming back. And just, <laughs> it's great, so, dude. I love it. Anybody, AP, anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that I'm not 
you know, I'll watch a little NFL, but I'm not like, you know, Joe and Joe and Logan are the NFL guys. Um, I saw a notification on my phone that was like, basically is from Bleacher Report about AP stats. And I was like, Adrian Peterson, that is, I was like, last time I heard about that dude, I was like fucking 13. I was like, Adrian fucking Peterson still play, I thought that, I thought he was like 60. I, I imagine like, Hobbling around on a walker. I don't know, dude. It was just very... It was awesome. I was like, this is cool. But I didn't even know the dude was... How old is AP now? Oh, he's in his 30s. Have we had this conversation about Adrian Peterson? I think you said 43. Dude. I'm literally... Every year... He's only 36? 36. What the fuck? (laughs) Alright. Well... Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know that anybody listening to this podcast knew Adrian Peterson was only 36. Uh, unless you're a diehard fucking uh, Oklahoma fan. That's true. Also, I feel like 36 in the NFL is like 84 everywhere else. Especially for a running back that plays like AP does. <laughs> oh, yeah. But And the last game of the week, the Monday night football game, which was cloaked in controversy. Bears lose 27-29 to the Steelers. Fields... His first half was not good. I, did, I watched this game. I've actually been watching more of the Bears, which is weird as a Packers fan, but it's mostly because I want to just see if Fields is able mm-hmm. to kind of you know be a successful Ohio State quarterback in the league, which we've not had. But he goes seventeen to twenty nine, two ninety one, a touchdown interception. So not really that bad of stats. DeAndre Houston had a twenty five yard scoop and score to get Chicago back in the game. Roethlisberger was 21-30, 205, and two touchdowns. Fryermuth, who has absolutely replaced Heath for the pay, or for the Steelers, um, goes five receptions for 43 yards, but he has two TDs. So he's their their red zone threat and is absolutely taken off um, as, a, as a tight end for the, the Steelers, which is a huge mm-hmm. thing for Pittsburgh because they haven't really had a – Main target at tight end yeah. since they lost Heath. Um, well, I guess he retired. And then Cam Hayward got an interception. So that's a defensive lineman there getting an interception. So that's, oh, that's got to be awesome. Yeah, that, I mean, that was pretty awesome. And then, I mean, the big controversy there we'll get into for news, I guess, if, that's, if you want to do it for news. But the refs were not good in that game. And we've been bitching about them for weeks on end. Uh, we've been bitching about just across. numerous yeah. uh, officials lately. So I don't know what the deal is. You know, maybe you just can't find good referees, good <laughs> umpires these days. I don't know what the fucking deal is, man. It's, it's getting ridiculous now. And then hopefully, um, I think this will be the last week that I have to do these notes from Joe. He'll be able to do it himself from now on. But uh, injuries, he's got the 49ers. Mike McKinley tore his quad and is out for the season. Sam Darnold is day-to-day. Um, this was before the games. Uh, and now that everything's going on, he's he's probably not, not going to be playing much more. Chase Edmonds is out with a high ankle sprain. He's expected to miss four to six weeks. Edmonds is a, uh, Arizona's leader in scrimmage yards, and they're, he's their third down back. So that's, gonna, that's kind of a big hit for Arizona there. Yeah. Um, midseason free agency, Deshaun Jackson signs with the Raiders. Which Joe is probably pretty happy about, I think, and it should give the he says it should give the offense a big play spark that they need. The the Raiders also released Damon Arnett, 
after he posted a video online threatening someone over the weekend. Um, it's really bad if you haven't seen it by now and you're listening. It's really bad. He's got, like, he's got a gun. <laughs> he's, he's saying the, the N-word a lot. Sometimes you gotta do um, it. It's just not a good look. Um, and then, league rumors, because the last piece of little free agency stuff will be something we put in news, which most of you probably can figure out what it is. Um, but league rumors, Deshaun Watson is still is staying in Houston. They failed to get the deal mm. done before last week's deadline. Um, and... The the, I think the rest of this album will, well, Bills and Jags, as we said, that game was really fucking stupid. But the funny part of this was it was the Josh Allen Bowl. Outside linebacker Josh Allen for the Jaguars becomes the first player in NFL history to sack, pick off a QB, and sack and pick off a QB with the same name as the Jet as as himself. So. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's some of the coolest shit I've ever heard. In my it, life. That was literally the only good thing that came out of that game, and that was that's pretty pretty funny. Could you so. imagine just yeah, besting someone named Logan Garcia? I, Could you? I've never even met someone. I mean, with you're my the name. stronger. Oh yeah, you're, the, that guy's you're the, the as of now. One. He's yeah. got that. You know, he's the he's the better Josh Allen. If you know, if they're a fight of the Josh Allen's, yeah. that guy wins. He wins. Good and, for him, man. And then the final thing we've got for the NFL, other than the news that we'll get into. Um, I have mid-season league leaders, so I, w- I was going to do top five, but it's mid-season, so I just figured I'd do the number one. So the passing leader right now is Stafford with 2,771 yards. The passing touchdown leader is Brady with 25. Mm-hmm. The league leader in interceptions is Darnold. Um, not good. Killing it. Rushing leader still, even though he got hurt two weeks ago, is Derrick Henry with 937 yards. So if that doesn't tell you what direction Derrick Henry was headed. Do you know how far he is ahead of Is he like uh, first he, by? He's, he's first by like almost 200 yards. Jesus fuck. Yeah. So he'll probably, even after this week, still be. It very well could be. My good lord. Uh, the leader for rushing touchdowns is... Derrick Henry and James Conner, who I talked about earlier, with 10, 10 touchdowns okay. rushing. So the receiving leader is Conner Cup with 1,019 receiving yards. Uh, he's also leading in touchdowns with 10. Uh, the defensive leader for tackles is tied between Bobby Wagner and Roquan Smith with 93 tackles, which is, I mean, that's kind of kind of up there. Uh, league leader in sacks is Miles Garrett with 12 League leader in interceptions is Trayvon Diggs with seven. And that, I mean, if you haven't heard about Trayvon Diggs yet, you're probably not watching the NFL. Um, Team-wise, team the league leader in offense is the Rams with 3,594 total yards. The league leader in defense is, surprisingly, Buffalo, only giving up 2,101 yards. But, you know, fuck them. Uh Arizona has scored the most points this season at 277, and again, Buffalo has only given up 118 uh, points, mm. and that's where they lead the league. So that's where we're at with football. Okay. NFL football. That's where we are with the NFL. It's really just a wild season for all sports, to be honest with you. Uh, COVID took its toll as far as sports goes, and I think that 
it's kind of given some guys a bit of a resurgence. Um, yeah, it's just like every know. sport, every. I mean, I guess it is weird coming out of, coming out of last year and the seasons we had last year with everybody. I guess yeah. it's just kind of like yeah. maybe things will kind of mellow out next year, but this year for all sports is pretty wild. What a year to start a sports podcast, am I right? So next we got the NHL, the, the National NHL. Hockey League, home of your first in the Atlantic Division, Florida Panthers. <laughs> it's correct. We're ten and two and one, everybody. Yeah, ten and two and one. We got uh, who do we go Ooh, tonight? Seven p.m. Panthers Penguins. Gonna be a good one. Gonna well, be a good that one. actually will be a pretty good uh, hockey game. Which let's uh, let's pass off somebody who knows what the fuck they're <laughs> talking about, and that is Logan. Well, as Blake said. I have some division leaders, and Florida is leading in the Atlantic um, with 49 goals for and 28 against. He already gave you the record. Mm -hmm. Leading in the Metropolitan is the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, We're a couple days short, so these records might be plus or minus one. I have them at 9-1-0, and they have 39 goals for and 20 against. Leading in the Central is Minnesota at 8-3-0 at 37 goals for and 36 against, so the Central's kind of making a little bit of a wave there. And leading in the Pacific is Edmonton at 9-1-0 with 45 goals for and 28 against. And actually, I know for sure that that Edmonton uh, record is wrong because just the other night, the Red Wings put a fucking whooping on them. Mm. And so their record is now 9-2-0. The league leader in points is still Leon Dreisaitl from Edmonton. He has 23 uh, points total. League leader in goals, Alexander Ovechkin with 11. There's a still a three-way tie for the plus-minus. Uh, Elias Lindholm from Calgary, Leon Dreisaitl from Edmonton, and Rasmus Anderson from Calgary all lead, lead the league at plus 12. Um, goals average uh, against is Jay Raymer still from San Jose at 1.60. Save percentage, your Florida Panthers, Blake. Sergey Bobrovsky at 9.84 percentage. Edmonton leads in the power play at 50%. Pittsburgh still leads in the penalty kill at 91.7%. And I added a couple in here. Arizona right now is leading the league in penalty minutes at 174. And leading the league in shorthanded goals. Do you know what a shorthanded goal is, Blake? I do not. I would love to learn. Shorthanded goal is when you are you score when you're on the power play kill. So you only have four on the ice, they got five, and you score on them. So basically, you score with a man. Damn, now. dude! I bet if you so, got if you have one more player than the other team, and you it's still a get, huge advantage. You got to feel like a fucking jackass yeah. if you get scored on. Yeah, and you get scored on. That's why it's it's kind of a stat to follow because it's kind of a big thing. It shows a lot of like. Uh, oh, you're still giving somebody pretty good defense with fucking one less person yeah. on the on the ice. So the rink. Yeah, they call it a rink. It's a hockey rink, but yeah, one less person on the ice. Not. In the rink, I guess. You're not going to say on the rink. No, not on the rink. Okay. <laughs> uh, but leading that is Saint, the St. Louis Blues, and they have three shorthanded goals, also known as shorties. Oh, so, got a yeah. couple of shorties up in there. Yeah. Okay, nice, dude. Uh, you know, the hockey shorthand. Hockey probably has the coolest slang. Oh, if, if, and, and if you score shorthanded at home, man, that oh, turns the crowd oh, up. It's fucking yeah, The place gets crazy. So We got to go, go to hockey. Yeah. All so, right. quick headlines for 
NHL, I first have a correction. The We talked about the Chicago, what I called a trainer last week with the sexual assault. It was not a trainer. He was an assistant coach at the time. Oh, shit. So that's a, that's my fault. Um, <laughs> Ovi ties Brett Hall for fourth all-time in goals list. So the list is, as it stands right now, which I think he may have got one more, so now is legitimately fourth. Gretzky at 849, Gordy Howe at 8, 807, Yarmir Yager at 766, and at the time that I took the notes, Ovi and Brett Hall were tied at 741. So I don't know if Ovi scored the other night. If he did, he's at 742, and Brett Hall will be at 741. Um, and a little bit of a stat here that goes with that. Right now, at goals per games played percentage, meaning how many goals they score per the, the games that they play, Ovi leads at 61%, and Gretzky is second all-time at 60%. Now, that will change as Ovi continues on this season, but it shows that Ovi is slightly overpaced uh, to beat Gretzky's overall 849, but it's going to take some time. To go down the rest of the list, Hall is 58%, Howe is 45%, and Yager is 44%. And goals score per game. So that's where we're at with hockey. So how old? How long did Wayne Gretzky play? How old was he when he stopped playing? Oh, I would have to look that up. Like fucking a million? Was he real old? No, I don't think he was that old. I mean, I don't. No, I don't think he was that old. Okay. Uh, I think he. I, it's. Ovi's gonna have to play for for quite a bit longer. I think. He, I mean, he's all he's. Hundred behind him right now. That's that's a lot of goals. Like, is that like? I mean, how many is it? Like a hundred? Like a hundred home runs? You know, take a long time to hit a home a hundred home it's, runs. It's it's a couple seasons. Okay, you could have a fifty goal season. You okay, could, you could have a fifty goal. Yeah. season. so it's a couple seasons. Yeah, but he's still played longer than what I think Gretzky has. I would have to look up look that up. But I think I think already he has. You're saying? Yeah, I think he's already played longer than what Gretzky is. So Wayne, because if you've seen if you've seen Gretzky, he's still pretty young and yeah, he just getting around. So okay, yeah. But that's That's what we're at. That's what we got for hockey. That's what we got for the Florida Panthers, everybody. Florida Panthers. All right. Next, we got college basketball, which just tipped off uh, two days ago, Tuesday the ninth, because we're getting this podcast out late. Sorry. but life catches up with you. But, uh, yeah, we got college basketball tipping off. Really, man? Uh, we got some news. Big news. The biggest news, I'd say, was um, Duke beating Kentucky. And, you know, that's really the only big matchup we had was uh, Duke and Kentucky. Duke number 9, Kentucky number 10, 79-71. Uh, we'll we'll come back to that at the end of the college basketball segment because we do want to talk about something there. We didn't really have any other big matchups. Um, nothing real close. We've got uh, who do we have coming up? Villanova and UCLA play tomorrow. Uh, that's number four, number two. Villanova number four, UCLA UCLA number two, uh, and we've got Texas and Gonzaga uh, Saturday. And that's Texas number five, Gonzaga number one. So another big, another big uh, matchup there. That's the two we got coming up this weekend. 
Everybody else, really, the last week kind of took care of business. Um, you know, not really any close to scores, not really any upsets. Well, Ohio State almost got beat by Akron. I know that. I watched that game. Ooh, they won by one, 67-66, my lord. Yeah. so. Oof. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how these preseason rankings, we went over the preseason rankings a couple weeks ago. We'll see how they uh, how they pan out, but we're just kind of getting started with with college basketball, and we'll have some of the some of the bigger like out of conference tournaments coming up soon, yep. uh, Minority Classic things like that. Yep. And so that'll be something for us to keep up with. Um, but right now we just got those two big matchups coming up, and we want to really talk about and uh, we want to talk about Duke. And um, I'm from Kentucky. I live in Kentucky. I'm not a Kentucky fan. I'm a Louisville fan. But I still fucking hate Duke. Uh, I think everybody should hate Duke. I just, you know, it's just Duke. Why? Like, they're just easy to hate. They're a hateable team every year. They always have the cocky white dude when they had Grayson Allen. They had the Plumlee dudes. Like, they're easy. They're an easy team to hate every year. And Krzyzewski's... They are. They are. And Krzyzewski's not a real likable guy, I don't guess. He's a fixture in college basketball. Yeah. But he's not like, I don't know, there are guys in college basketball that you'd like, I guess. And Krzyzewski may not be one of them if you're not a Duke fan. Um, but it is his last year. And yes. me and Logan were talking about this earlier. Do we think Duke can be playing out of their ass all year because it's one? And let's be honest, Krzyzewski is one of the best, one of the greatest college basketball names, one of the greatest basketball coaches to ever to ever be associated with the sport. Is Duke going to be playing out of their ass this year? I think they because are. it's his last year. I think I think that's it's like if you look at the Steelers and well, is it two thousand six or something? They go and like the bus says he's announces his retirement and like mm-hmm. they've got this rookie quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger and then they just go on this fucking run and win win yeah. win a Super Bowl. Like you you see it all the time where guys announce their retirement, main fixtures of an organization. Yeah, and the team just like turns it up on a level for that guy, especially like, when it's not like you know Shashevsky hasn't been a head like he hasn't been a head coach at two or three different schools. Yes, he's you been know a what I mean. Forever. He has been a Duke guy um, since he since he started as a head coach. So I I dude I agree with you. I think they will too. I think there's some magic there. Yeah, I think there always is in any kind of sport when there's a like a last season. Kind of retirement on the line yeah. there. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think they will. Which I hate to say. I'll, I'll I'm willing to be to put money on Duke right now. I don't know what the spread is, but I'll go put a hundred dollars on them right now yeah, to win the, to win it all. So yeah, the ACC the ACC should be pretty strong in basketball this year too, which is good for me. You know, I like talking about the <laughs> ACC, and we had a terrible not we, football. We've been I know I. Dumpster what is football? No one even cares about football. Fire. Football is like, meh, whatever. Football, college football, nobody cares. You're going to make us lose all the followers. That we have, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, everybody. <laughs> relax. We love football. We love sports. 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 But, yeah, I think Duke should be good. Uh, Florida State, obviously Kentucky is a fucking perennial top 10 team. you got Ohio State in the top 25. Uh 
coming out of the SEC, you got fucking Alabama. I think it's gonna be a fun year for college basketball just because you got some teams in there that aren't. Tennessee's always a threat. Are they ranked right now? I don't. Think, I, don't I don't think so. But you've got Baylor. Okay. You got Baylor. You got Purdue. Uh, Villanova. You've got some. The good thing is about this, you've got some traditional teams. You know, you got UCLA, Villanova, Kentucky, Duke, teams like that. Kansas, Michigan State are both ranked. Yeah. They played, they played the other night. I think Kansas beat them. So, I mean, Michigan State's probably going to drop a bit there. But those are yeah. those are your standard teams. Michigan State's a big one in the in the Big Ten, and Kansas is always, I mean, rock chalk Jayhawk. So. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got, you know, you've got some other teams that maybe not, you know, Aren't always like you know Florida State's not a not really a huge huge uh, basketball school, yep. but here they are in the top twenty five. So should be a fun year. Still, I know like third week in a row. I feel like I've said this a billion times. Like, we don't really have that much to go off college basketball right now, other than that Duke Kentucky scoring a couple other close ones, and then the matchups coming this week. We only really have a couple of those. Right. Um. So, but it should be a fun year. We'll keep you guys updated. Obviously. Next, next we got my fucking favorite topic, everybody. <laughs> my fucking favorite, my favorite. We got the MLB. We got pro baseball. Um, and let's just start out by saying thank God the Astros did not win a fucking World Series, dude. Travis, I'm sorry. We just all hate the Astros, man. They're just, especially, dude. I can't wait till Carlos Correa leaves, so I don't hate them as much. I'm still gonna hate them, but I'm not gonna hate them as much. Um, I'm going to hate him. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, too, is I'm going to hate any team that he goes to, most likely. So, and Logan, that's, you're going to have to figure that out. You, you Yankees fans, I swear to God. I got a feeling he's going to New York. With New York. I just think he is. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that. I've got too much going on with the Packers right now. They have Carlos Correa to go to the Yankees. I just, that's just too much. That's true. You got, a lot, you, got a lot, you got a lot going on. Um,. Let's do a little World Series recap. The Braves went in six. Thank God. Uh, perhaps one of the worst records at the All-Star break to ever win a World Series, which is obviously very impressive, especially with their all-world fucking, you know, the best player they're going to have in years. Um, Ronald Cunha Jr. going down, yeah. you know, probably it obviously was out for the remainder of this season, possibly next season, most likely next season, I would say. But still one of the best players in the game. To lose him and to still win the World Series is just... It's honestly one of the better stories, I think, in sports this year. Well, and then what was the... So Joe sent us something in the chat the other day, which I'm super skeptical of. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the exact stats were. But... They so. Mm-hmm. They were they had what they were down forty four something something to do with Hank Aaron with Hank Aaron's number. Oh yeah, they. Oh dude. And it's it's wild, and I don't know how many people like, we've got to find this for a second. We do. We got to find this stat. Um, did he? But it, it it just basically just to kind of fill the space as we we search for this. Um. They, oh, you got it? I got okay. it. I got it. All right, so Hank Aaron passed away this year. R.I.P. Uh, Prior to the season. Maybe the best hitter to ever play the game. 
The Braves won 44 games before the All-Star. So his number was 44. Hank Aaron's number was 44. Hammer and Hank's number was 44. The Braves won 44 games before the All-Star break. 44 games after the All-Star break. Won the World Series on the 44th week of the year. You can't make that shit up. You can't make it up. That's why we love sports. I think you can. (laughs) I don't know, dude. That's a lot of parallels to find there, man. Uh, You think think it just happened? You think it's... I don't know. I mean, that's what that one's. I think one. What I said immediately was like, sports. You know, I've always. I'm always very skeptical. Skeptical of professional sports. Um, I think the NBA is rigged as fuck, uh, which a lot of people do. Um, that's why we don't watch them. I don't know. It's that one. That one maybe it might be so unique that it's like I don't. You couldn't even probably try to do that if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I also I did say like, has this been fact checked at all? Like, is it is it truly? I feel like I just don't have going. enough time to to go and be like, was it really the forty fourth week of the season? Like, and that's forty fourth week of the year. If, oh, okay. Which I feel like is pretty accurate. I feel like that might be true. I mean, how I many we got eight weeks left in the year? When they won, I don't know. I suppose that could be true. I just <laughs> Joe Joe said I was negative, so I mean, I guess I am, but. Maybe I skeptical. Should, maybe, I I skeptical. Just, maybe I should just enjoy the fact that something like that happened in sports. Anyway, sometimes I can't. We're obviously <laughs> we're obviously glad the Braves won yeah, the World Series. Awesome. Fucking don't stop the chop, baby. Dude, don't stop the chop. Break I, out the pearls. And Freddie Freeman has to be one of like the best dudes. Yeah, ever. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, man. he he deserved every bit of that. Like, and he he got it. And now now they're restructuring him. He he's gonna get some money. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris, big uh, our buddy Chris is a big Braves fan. Yeah, uh, he texted me the other day. And he's like, uh, Freddie Freeman's a free agent. I was like, dude, there is absolutely zero yeah, percent chance that Freddie Freeman will play. Freddie Freeman will retire anywhere other than the Braves. Braves. Yeah. Absolutely, he will. There's no way he's leaving the Braves. Yeah, yeah, no way. No so way. we're obviously glad they won. Um, but let's get into a little bit of stats here. And then we'll get into the MLB awards, and and we'll be out of this section. I just wanted to somebody Joe Buck said this on the broadcast the other day, during like Game Six, the Braves had twelve home runs just in the postseason from players who they did not start the season with. So from in season acquired players, players, they had twelve home runs, which is just it's an arbitrary stat, kind of. But just when you think about their pickups throughout the season, right. like, and you think right. maybe those guys didn't help them as much. Yeah. When you think your team's not making moves, or you think that that pick isn't maybe the best pick to do in the midseason at like the trade deadline or what, whatever, remember that stat and watch that play oh, yeah. towards, the, towards the postseason if your team is lucky enough to make it. And say all 12 of those home runs are just solo home runs, which they weren't, obviously, right. but say they were, that's still 12 runs. Yep. Which in baseball is like 12 yeah. runs is a fuck ton of yeah. runs. So I thought it was a pretty cool stat. Thought it was a good thing to share. I like that. I like that Joe Buck. Uh, I like Joe Buck. I don't, you know, I like that. I like those commentators. Mm. I'm, I'm not, not a Joe Buck guy? Okay. Not really. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Freeman free agency, obviously, not going to be a free agent. Um, so here's what we got for awards finalists. We got. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and Manager of the Year. 
Um, rookie of the year. Manager of the year will be. Who do you think? The, the Braves manager. I Snicker? Snicker. Brian Snicker? Yeah. We'll see. We got, all right, Monday is the rookie of the year. Tuesday is the manager of the year. Wednesday, Cy Young. Thursday, MVP. I wish they just announced them on the same fucking day. I don't get it, MLB. Figure it out. So here's who we got for the MVP in the American League. Uh, in any other year, I'd say this is no problem. Vlad Guerrero Jr., obviously, 48 home runs. Like, you know, that dude is that dude is a reincarnation of his dad, yeah, but yeah. probably better. Yeah. Uh, but, you know who else you have? Yeah, what, what, you got fucking care. Shohei Otani. Oh, I thought you were going to say Carlos Correa. Like, no, 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 no. You got Shohei, Shohei Otani. That one's a hard one to beat, honestly. Just, I mean, he just did so much for the sport this year and like came out so hot and did stuff that we had, had never, never seen. He did something that what only, what, six guys in MLB history have done Fuck with God. that home run. Like oh on. yeah oh I I don't know man he went nine he went nine and two with a three one eight ERA and had forty six home runs so if this were any other year I'd say oh yeah Vlad Guerrero but yeah. there I don't think there's any way Shohei doesn't win this MVP right. Marcus Simeon is the other guy which is crazy for the Blue Jays because they had Guerrero and right. him yeah because Simeon just had a crazy breakout year and really. they didn't even make the fucking playoffs. Which is just insane. The AL East is just so... You can't even make the playoffs. The AL East is just fucking insane. So, you know, my guess is Otani, and I think everyone else is kind of on board with that. Nationally, you got your boy, Bryce fucking Harper. (laughs) I know you're pretty pumped about that. I think he wins it. I would vote. I I think so, too. Which is good to see, honestly, because he kind of died off there for maybe a year or two. And yeah. now he's making a resurgence, which is good. Because yeah. now he's not an asshole like he was when he first right. fucking came up. You also have Juan Soto, uh, who had 29 home runs <laughs> with a three thirteen average. which And he's 22, which is yeah. fucking insane. I'm 25. Makes me feel like a piece of shit. Thanks, Juan. <laughs> Uh, and then you got Fernando Tatis, which is another guy who, like Shohei, has really who's done a lot for the sport. Yeah, I don't know that his defense is there um, to win the MVP. I think I think Bryce will still win it, but obviously had a great season. He's also only 22, so another another player to look forward to. Uh, Cy Young, you got one of your all's favorites, Garrett Cole. Not sure how he snuck in there. I don't know how I feel Big about game Cole. Cole anymore either way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got to be on Yeah, dude. He had, uh, you know, he's 31. Had a 3 ERA. 243 strikeouts. And, uh... I mean, that's still after the sticky stuff, which... If you, if you pay attention to baseball, you know that Garrett Cole struggled as soon as the sticky stuff got taken away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... He's still obviously a good pitcher. It's just, yeah. There's some mental, yeah. I think there's some mental stuff going on there with him. I think so too, man. And I haven't really, I mean, you know, other than the wild card game this year, I haven't paid attention to him in like high leverage games. But you doesn't have the best Fenway. doesn't have the best track record. And if you're gonna play for the Yankees, you can't pitch in Fenway. You're kind of fucked. Monster scares him. It's a small yeah, field, dude. Fucking, it's a small fucking field. They clear Chowda in it. They clear Chowda in the Sam Adams. And they're fucking calling you a cocksucker. And you just... Yeah. Anyway, following in, you got Lance Lynn and Robbie Ray. Uh, Lance Lynn. Okay. 
Can we just talk about Robbie Rain, his fucking baby gap uniforms, yeah, and his fucking grunting on the mound? Oh my god. Dude. Come on, man. He's such a. I mean, I guess. Look. Pitchers are like goalies in hockey. Goalies are fucking weird. And pitchers mm-hmm. are probably the. I. Ooh, it's probably a close rate. There's. What? Kickers in football. Mm hmm. Centers maybe in football too, because you know maybe not as much anymore because there's not as much under center type stuff that's going on. Right? You don't have a dude fucking yeah. grabbing your taint yeah. every twenty seconds. Um, kickers in football, pitchers in baseball, and goalies in hockey. Right? Those are probably a little weird. I don't know what the weird position in basketball is. I don't even know if they're probably maybe point guards. Just just maybe like the diva. Yeah, I guess Probably they don't really have like types, a weird. But they don't like, have like they don't. They're not weird. But you know, there are some pitchers who you're like, this guy. There's pitchers weird. that are absolutely fucking crazy. There's the mm-hmm. Max Scherzers and the Joe Kellys. Yeah. There's pitchers that are just absolutely just just, just odd, weird, like Mike Clevenger, like Clevenger, like yeah. they're just. And then there's like the Robbie Rays. You're just like, what this guy's fuck? a fucking like, douche. And there's not a single goalie in the NHL that you're not like, if you really pay attention to NHL, you're like, all right, man, that guy's probably not fucking stable at all. <laughs> like at all. Like, that guy's mentally, something's yeah, wrong with this. Something's guy. going on with that dude. But, um, yeah, dude, I don't know, man, that, that fucking Robbie, I don't know. Dude, I can't stand the pants, dude. I just, yeah, the pants. Dude, it would totally, but like game. maybe that it must work for him because, dude, I tell you right now, if I was an MLB, I don't even care if I was in the MLB. If I had to put myself into that mindset and I got to walk up there and like this dude's fucking schlong, it's just like bulging, and I got to fucking That's deal true. with that for fucking however many pitches. I'm, I'm just like, all right, I'll just take my three and go fucking sit down because I don't want to fucking stare at this dude. That's dick true. I'm not trying to stare at this dude's. But you could just be like. <laughs> Or, or just walk up, or you're nice to cock, hit the ball and just, like really know, hard at his dick. That's just tr- smoke him right in the fucking Johnson with it. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. I don't know, man. It's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You'd have to. It's a lot of mind games there. A lot of mind games with the tight yeah, pants, totally tight shirts, and the grunting. Yeah, he's just I'd a charge. Why are you fucking like a charge? But then on the other hand of that, we got probably one of the. <laughs> Just seems like somebody that, like, if you called this guy, if you called a plumber to come, like, fix your toilet or something, and Lance Lynn showed up, oh, yeah, you would not second guess it from no. when you wouldn't be like, This guy pitches in the MLB, he'd be like, Yeah, and you'd be like, Yeah, no problem, right. dude. Guy looks like he's fucking, he's got three kids at home. And a wife who smokes a pack a day, you know what I mean? That's that's what he looks like. And he looks like he looks forward to going home and drinking a couple of fucking bush lights. Yeah. So I hope he wins it just because of that, just because he seems like a likable dude. And he is, maybe he's in shape, I don't know. I've known some fat people that can run, but yeah. that dude is just looking a little little husky. That's what we got. We got we to gotta get this moving. That's who we got for the AL. For the NL, we got Corbin Burns. Uh, Brewer starter, obviously great two four three ERA. You got Scherzer, the fucking psycho. So uh, he might have it, but you know who knows. I I hope Burns wins it. But then you got Zach Wheeler, a righty for the Phillies, two seven eight and thirty two starts this year. So fourteen ten record for Wheeler. Uh, Scherzer went fifteen and four. I bet he's pretty pissed also that they didn't. Win the World Series because yeah. really they kind of that's probably the reason they signed him. He's probably just down in his basement throwing baseballs at the drywall. 
Oh, guaranteed. He's probably <laughs> he's probably beat up just like six random fucking hobos in Los Angeles just because. Which isn't hard to do. Oh no. <laughs> so then we got the Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year. American League got Randy Rosarina outfielder for the Rays. Um, technically, was still a rookie off. this year. Yeah. So he's probably going to win that one. Then who else you got? Wander Franco for the Rays. Uh, MLB's overall prospect, and he's the youngest player in the majors. Uh, so he's got a shot at Rookie of the Year this year. He played, obviously, a lot of games for the Rays this yeah. year, and he's he's very good. And then you got Luis Garcia, pitcher for the Astros. No fucking way this guy wins it. I watched the Red Sox hang fucking, like, a grand slam, and then like two more home runs yeah. on him in like two innings. So that guy can fuck off and soak in the Astros. Sorry, Travis. Then you got the National League. Uh, you got Dylan Carlson, outfielder for the Cardinals. Uh, started 145 games for the Cardinals. And uh, one of the only players 22 or younger to qualify for the batting title. Jonathan India, second baseman for the Reds. I think he's going to have it, but you never know. Um, obviously, a good pickup for the Reds. It seems like the Reds have a fucking good offense every year. They can just they can never do anything with any of their right. good players. It's right. insane. And then you get, of course you got Trevor Rogers, uh, lefty for the Marlins with a two six four ERA. All right, real quick, we'll do manager of the year. Dusty Baker for the Astros. Fuck that. Kevin Cash for the Rays. Maybe I feel like he should have won the World Series. I'll be honest with you. Mm. He, I don't know how the fuck they lost to the Reds. <laughs> I really don't, and I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, that was that was. I, it's hard. It was hard to win in Fenway. I think, I think uh, Fenway. Yeah. I think the stadium played more into that that series than maybe any of the other series throughout the the World Series. That place was fucking. I spent, yeah. Even during the while against the Rays, it was they were they were. I mean, they were tuned up against the Astros. They're tuned up for that wild card game against the, up, the Yankees like, too. Yeah. Then you got Scott Surveys for the Mariners. So, National League, Craig Council for the Brewers, Gabe Kapler for the Giants, and Mike Schilt for the Cardinals. Uh, Craig Council and Gabe Kapler had two of the best teams in the fucking league. Not the National League, the entire league this year. Yeah. It's between those two, I think, really. And I think probably Gabe Kapler, just because he went a little further in in the in the postseason than the Brewers did. The Brewers were another team that was kind of a little disappointing. Yeah. Going into the postseason, so uh, we'll obviously uh, update you guys on those awards. The next show we got, which is literally going to start in like we're going to have up in like two days. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to get into college football. There we go again. Which I should have saved a little time because my God, we could just go on. Oh man, for this, years. This week, especially after this week, it was kind of again. It was throughout the entire season we followed the same trend. Probably won't be that big of a weekend. Turns out to be a huge fucking weekend in college football. Every time. Um, we had the latest rankings come out for the college football playoff, which we missed last week because we did the episode before the rankings came out. So um, we'll get into all that. But we'll start with some scores in the top 25. And starting with number 25, Pittsburgh at Duke. Pittsburgh wins 54-29. Kenny Pickett, who is now in the running for... The Heisman goes 28-34, 4-16, three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Jordan Addison had seven receptions for 171 yards and a touchdown. For Duke, Gunnar Holberg, 
16 to 23, 174, and a, uh, and a touchdown. And Pitt had 636 yards of total offense in that game. Number 24, San Diego State at Hawaii. They win 17-10, and I don't have any stats for that game. <laughs> That's just, I got a score. <laughs> Boise State at number 23, Fresno State, and the first upset of the weekend. Fresno State only scores 14 points, and Boise State goes 40. Hank Bachmeyer, 15 to 27, 283 and a touchdown, and the running back George Holani, 21 carries for 117 yards. For Fresno, Jake Harner had 20 was 22 at 38, 297, 279, two touchdowns, but he threw three interceptions and they only had 77 yards rushing. So, gotta have 100. Gotta have 100, especially in college. And Fresno State is. I guess, I mean, unranked Boise State, it's an upset regardless, but I think Boise State was probably better than Fresno State all year anyway. Um, number 22, Iowa at Northwestern. Iowa wins 17-12. Alex Padilla comes in for Iowa, goes 18-28, 172, and Tyler Goodson had 21 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown. Nothing really to say for Northwestern, a quarterback threw fucking three interceptions, so... That'll happen. Number 21, Wisconsin at Rutgers, 52-3. Graham Mertz goes 11 of 16, 240, three touchdowns and an interception. Running back Braylon Allen had 15 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. Wisconsin had 305 total rushing yards. And Rutgers is literally the doormat of the Big Ten. So, Illinois upsets number 20, Minnesota, 14-6. I... I don't really have any stats. The running back, Chase Brown for Illinois, had 32 carries for 147 yards. And again, we just go back to that Big Ten West just being fucking dog shit. Um, It really hurts the Big Ten and it bugs the fucking hell out of me. Um, Number 19, NC State beats Florida State 28-14. Devin Leary was 21-32, 314 yards and four touchdowns and an interception for NC State. FSU's quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, was 22 of 44, 233, a touchdown and an interception. That's all I got there. Tennessee at 18, Kentucky, another upset. Tennessee goes 45, Kentucky only scores 42. Tennessee's quarterback, Brennan Hooker, Hendon Hooker, 15 of 20, 316, and four touchdowns. Their defensive back, Alante Taylor, had a pick six. For Kentucky, Will Levis goes 31-49, 372, three touchdowns, an interception, but still had two rushing touchdowns. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson, 13 uh, receptions, 166 yards and a touchdown. Kentucky wins in every facet of the game, but the pick six proves to be costly for him. Mm. So, you know, go out there and make those plays, DBs. I, uh, I was at a wedding, and... Um... You know, I'm from Kentucky, so everybody else here is a Kentucky fan. Yeah. I've never seen so pe- so many people so sad at oh, a wedding yeah. in my I life, bet, dude. Because everybody's so pumped up, and then like 30 seconds later, I came back from the bar, and everybody's just like, <laughs> there's like three people dancing. It's it so, always it awesome so to see sad. sometimes. <laughs> Number 17, Mississippi State loses 28-31 to to Arkansas. Woo, pig. Mm. Will Rogers, 36 of 48, 417 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. Not surprising with that air raid offense. Q 
QB KJ Jefferson for Arkansas goes 19 to 23, 191, and no touchdown. And the running back Dom Johnson had 17 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. 16, number 16, Ole Miss had Liberty this week. This is the, by the way, these are the weeks where the, the SEC is playing their fucking cupcakes. They don't play them at the beginning of the year. They play them in November for some fucking reason. So give them a bye week. Yeah. Corral was 20 of 27, 324 and a touchdown. Jerron Ely had 10 carries for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Dennis Jackson had six receptions, 121 yards and a touchdown. Liberty rushed for 284 total yards on 55 attempts. So, I mean, that's that's you can't be given that much up to Liberty if you're Ole Miss and you're mm-hmm. trying to make a statement. But whatever. Idaho State. Goes to BYU and loses 14 to 59. BYU is ranked 15. These rankings are as of the week that they played, by the way. Um, BYU's quarterback, Jaron Hall, goes 20 for 25, 298, and four touchdowns. And the wide receiver, Keanu Hill, he blocks and recovers a punt for a touchdown. So. Had a, got got his touchdown in a different way. <laughs> number 13, Auburn. Here's the top 25 matchup. Number 13, Auburn at number 14, Texas A&M. Auburn scores three. Bo Nix, Bo Picks, 20 of 41, 153 yards, and you guessed it, an interception. Mm. For A&M, Zach Calzada goes 15 of 29, 129, 192 yards. A&M's scoop and score was the only touchdown of the game. So there was no offensive touchdown. And you can pretty much just put that with the Bills and Jags game as shit for the weekend. Uh, number 12, Baylor at unranked TCU, who just fired their head coach. So they come out and they upset number 12, Baylor, 30-28. to 28. Jerry Bohannon for Baylor was 14-20, 214 yards, three touchdowns at an interception. Wide receiver Taquan Thornton. Had five receptions, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. For TCU, Chandler Morris goes 29 of 41, 461, two touchdowns, a a rushing touchdown. Wide receiver Quentin Johnston, five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown. Number 11, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. I thought that West Virginia would put up way more of a fight than they did. Oklahoma State wins 24 to 3. Spencer Sanders was 21 of 31. 182 touchdowns, 182 yards, not touchdowns. That would have been an absolutely crazy score. Uh, two touchdowns and an interception. West Virginia only had 17 yards rushing. So gotta have 100. Good. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta have at least more than 17. It's not as bad as negative <laughs> negative 10 or whatever we had last week, but yeah. Navy at Notre Dame. Navy six, Notre Dame 34. Notre Dame's Jack Cohn goes 23 of 29, 296 and a touchdown. Kyron Williams, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Kevin Austin had Kevin Austin Jr. had six receptions for 139 yards. I have no stats for Navy because congrats, Joe. Yeah, there you go, Joe. Idiot. You win your all fucking services award or whatever it is. I don't know. Number nine, Wake Forest. This is this was the upset of the week. Number nine, Wake Forest loses to unranked North Carolina, 58-55. 
Sam Hartman for Wake Forest was 25 of 51, 398 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns. Wide receiver A.T. Perry and Jaquari Robinson combined for 240 yards on 13 receptions. They had four touchdowns total. Uh, for MC, NC, Sam Howell, the early preseason uh, Heisman uh, favorite, goes 16 to 26, 216 yards, has a touchdown, rushes 21 times for 104 yards, and has two touchdowns. So he did his best uh, Lamar Jackson impression. Mm. Uh, running back Ty Chandler was 22 carries for 213 yards and four touchdowns. Wake Forest passes for 398. NC, NC rushes for 330. 615 total yards for Wake Forest, 546 total yards for NC. And I, I think, obviously, the 213 yards on the ground for Ty Chandler was probably the, the, the deciding factor. That's not a bad day. Yeah. Indiana at number seven, Michigan. Michigan 29, Indiana 7. The team up north, Cade McNamara, had 10, was 10 for 18, 168, two touchdowns. Pretty, pretty good day there. Not a lot of, not a lot of passing as Michigan has proven this year. Hassan Haskins had the game, 27 carries, 178 yards or 68 yards and a touchdown. Tulsa at Cincinnati again. We've said it from the beginning of the season. Cincinnati's got to win big. They don't. Uh, they only win 28-20. Tulsa's Davis Brin was 18-27, 160 and a touchdown. Shamari Brooks and Anthony Watkins combined for 237 yards on a touchdown. For Cincy, I only have Ritter down for stats-wise. 15-23, 274, two touchdowns, an interception, a rushing touchdown. Tulsa made Cincy work just to get 161, uh, 106 yards for the entire game. It kept them off schedule, and it kept the game close. So that's, I mean, Tulsa put up a fight against Ohio State. They played Oklahoma State tough. They're not an easy team to just go in yeah. and beat. But, again, as we said, if you're Cincy, you have to win big. Um, leads me into Ohio State at Nebraska. They win 26-17, and it wasn't convincing. Uh, Adrian, Adrian Martinez was 16-31, 248, a touchdown, an interception, and a rushing touchdown. For Nebraska, Samari Toure, who is a transfer from Montana, goes four, has four catches for 150 yards and a touchdown. Uh, C.J. Stroud was 36-54, 405 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Jackson Smith and Jigba was 15, had 15 catches, 240 yards and a touchdown. It was a 75-yard touchdown. Um, Ohio State didn't rush for 100 yards, and they were super unbalanced as far as uh, offense goes. Jackson Smith and Jigba does break the wide receiving record um, at Ohio State. But, I mean, I was super pissed after this game, and the only thing that saved me from being absolutely irate was the fact that the rest of college football kind of lipped through the weekend. Nobody really yeah. won convincingly. Which has kind so of been it did year, save. Dude. Yeah, it did save Ohio State in the rankings, as we'll get into. Um Number four, Oregon at Washington. They win 26-16. Anthony Brown had was 10 of 20, 98 yards in a touchdown. Had one interception and one rushing touchdown. Travis Dye has another game, 28 yard, 28 carries, 211 yards in a touchdown. Oregon rushes for 328 and holds Washington to 55. So they they went in there and decided they were going to run control the line of scrimmage. 
We'll skip over this one and go to go to the next one. Alabama has LSU wins fourteen to twenty. This is when I started to not care so much about Ohio State's game because Alabama had only won by six. Uh, Mark, Max Johnson for LSU goes sixteen to thirty-two, one hundred sixty, two touchdowns and interception. Trayon Davis Price was had twenty-three carries for one hundred and four yards. For Bama, Bryce Young goes 24-37, 302 yards, two touchdowns. Jameis Williams, the transfer from Ohio State, has 10 catches and 160 yards and a touchdown. And linebacker Will Anderson Jr., here's some defensive stats for you, which I really don't get a lot of. 12 tackles, 8 solo, a sack and a half, and 4 tackles for losses, a pass deflected, and 2 hurries. So, he was out there running around like a man on fire. Missouri at Georgia... Missouri 6, Georgia 43. <laughs> Stetson Bennett for Georgia is 13-19, 255 yards, two touchdowns. JT Daniels comes in, goes 7 for 11, 82 yards, a touchdown, and interception. The defense gets a safety, has continued to keep t- teams out of the end zone. They only have still given up five touchdowns this year and 58 total points. Um, no team has scored more than four, 13 points, and they're only averaging 6.4 points given up per game. For Georgia, so as we've said before, they're number fucking one. Mm-hmm. And the upset, the upset of the week. Who do you think was pulling the upset this week, Blake? I don't know, man. I have no idea. The same team that does it every freaking year I has nine no wins idea. over top ranked two team. Who could top possibly two ranked be? teams in the nation? Does anyone have an idea? Who the could possibly be Purdue spoiler makers? My God, dude! What even is a fucking boiler maker? <laughs> well, it's it's the guys who used to work on the rail line. But, okay, <laughs> they beat number three Michigan State forty to twenty nine. For Michigan State, Peyton Thorne was 20-30, 276, two touchdowns, an interception, one rushing touchdown. Walker the third was had 23 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Darius Snow, the safety, had 13 tackles, 11 solo, and at, uh, one and a half tackles for loss. But it wasn't enough to beat the spoiler makers and Aiden O'Connell at 40 for 54, 536 yards and three touchdowns. David Bell, 11 receptions, 217 yards, and a touchdown. Purdue only had 58 yards rushing and still won. They were 11 of 18 on third down and won in the penalties and turnovers. I, I, just, I don't know. You can't. I don't know. If you've got a three, a two, or a one in front of your fucking name going in to fucking play Purdue, you just. You better. You better, you better pray hard. My God. Dude. Which makes me super nervous this week because. Purdue's coming to Columbus, so mm-hmm. uh, as and as I said, and I get that, and coming into the big games for this weekend, Purdue at Ohio State, number five, number seven, Michigan at Penn State. That's big for the other rankings in the East Big Ten. Number eight, Oklahoma at number twelve, Baylor. Number twenty, Minnesota at number twenty-two, Iowa. That's big on the West side, which obviously, as we know and I've said, the West fucking sucks. Um, number 17, Mississippi State at number 13, Auburn. Number 14, A&M at number 16, Ole Miss. And number 19, NC State at number 9, Wake Forest. The top five hardest remaining schedules for the rest of the season, Oklahoma at 1, Michigan at 2, Auburn at 3, Wake Forest at 4, and Michigan State at 5. Mm. So, news-wise, 
What I have for the big, the Big Ten, for college football, Florida's QB injured his knee dancing in the team hotel on Friday. As far as I know, he practiced on Monday, but like, come on, man. Just, Sometimes you just go too hard, man. Yeah. Sometimes Florida also fired their defensive coordinator and their O-line coach. So, some openings there. P.J. Fleck from Minnesota gets his contract approved. Seven years, five mil annual. Do the math, 35 mil. Um, Scott Frost. Many thought that if Nebraska got pummeled by Ohio State this past weekend, Scott Frost would either lose his job this weekend or was not coming back to Nebraska. He just got... He's coming back for the 2022 season. But it doesn't come free. Mm. They renegotiate his contract, restructure it, and they also fired their offensive co- coordinator slash wide receiver coach, their O-line slash run game coordinator, and their running back coach and QB coach. So they cleaned <laughs> Clean it out. So, house. Okay. So... Which brings me to the rankings. The college football playoff rankings came out again on Tuesday. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Oregon. Ohio State moves up to four. So there's your top four. That's who's in right now. First two out, Cincinnati and Michigan. It's five and six. Number seven, Michigan State. Number eight, Oklahoma. Number nine, Notre Dame. Number 10, Oklahoma State. Uh, number 11, A&M. Number 12, Wake Forest. Number 13, Baylor. 14, BYU. 15, Ole Miss. 16, NC State. 17, Auburn. 18, Wisconsin. 19, Purdue. 20, Iowa. 21, Pitt. 22, San Diego State University. 23, the Roadrunners. Yes. 24, Utah. And number 25, Arkansas gets back in. So that's where we're at with rankings. Um, I... There's not much to say. <laughs> There's not much to say. It's all point. gonna change after Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Other than to say, let's see how this plays yeah. out, and we say that every yeah. time, and it always is just terrible. It's it's outrageous. It's fun to watch. It's, it's super just, fun to watch. It's gonna be super stressful to watch this weekend. Yeah. All right. What do we What do we got for news, man? News wise, we'll start with some college football news that I. I guess we'll just go right into Washington has suspended their head coach without pay after he punched a player in the game against Oregon last weekend. Um, if you haven't seen this, it was a kick play. Yeah, it was a kickoff, punt return type thing. Players talking shit after the play. The coach comes over, pushes him back, and does a swingy motion. I can't tell if the coach's fist was clenched. If he actually punched him, or if it was more of like one of those slap on the forehead type things that you get from your coach when you mm. do fucking something stupid. Um, but I don't really understand why Washington is fucking suspending their coach because everyone like that the NFL is getting is cracking down on this taunting thing. It's a close game. You got a guy who makes a big play. You make a big play. You you hold them short, and then a guy. Decides to put himself over the team by talking shit, which could end up costing you 15 yards and give Oregon a chance. Now, yes, Oregon went on to win the game, but when you're trying to upset somebody, you can't have them doing that. And it's the head coach is going down the field, the sideline, to stop his player from doing that. I, I think it's admirable by the head coach, honestly. And, like, I guess, I don't know how many people haven't been hit by their fucking coach. 
Like, and it definitely, football. Like, it definitely was not a fucking punch, dude. It was like a fucking. He like slapped him in the forehead, like your coach does when was, you do something stupid. It was definitely one of those like where if you watch it and you yeah. have any common sense at all, you're like, okay, that dude was just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and he's bitching at it, like he should be. Like, oh, he, absolutely. Especially if that coach has set the precedent that he does not want people talking shit after plays. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just have this dude going out there. Man, I don't know. They used to not be a big deal. I guess it's a big deal now. Which is, like, a little bit frustrating because you'll see that shit sometimes now where coaches don't say shit to their players, and it's like... And they're just running wild. And you're just like, who the fuck is in charge of this team, yeah. man? Yeah. Are you... Like, I don't know, dude. I'm not a college football <laughs> coach, obviously, but goddamn, there are some instances where you're like, these players are completely yeah. doing whatever the fuck they want. It's- fucking ridiculous. Which, regardless of talent so, level, should never be the case. But, you know. Good job, Washington. You fucking suck. Um, you suck again. Yes. Yay, we suck again. <laughs> um, so, the news that came up while we just about started. Cam Newton has signed with the Panthers. And he has released his own hype video. Which I'm not surprised about at all. What a fucking idiot, dude. Well, I mean, good for the Panthers. Maybe they'll win. I don't know. I don't. If they win games, I don't think it's going to be because of Newton. It's going to be because they got Christian McCaffrey back. Like, and what a man. Like, I wouldn't even. I don't know if I. I'd be like, you know what? We're just going to lose the rest of these games. I don't, I'm not bringing Cam Newton back. Like. <laughs> Oh no, my pride would just be like absolutely We're fucking not. not. Especially, and I, honestly, dude, if he would, if I was, if I was Carolina and saw him release a fucking hype video, I'd be like, I'd call him back and be like, no, no we changed our mind. We changed oh yeah. Our mind. If if I was sitting in uh, whatever meeting room they have there, oh, and man. some guy was like, God, maybe we should call back Cam Newton. I'd be like, get the fuck out, get out, get the fuck out, fire, right you're out of your mind. Oh, don't shit I've ever heard. Oh man, that's I don't know. Who were we talking about earlier where it's like, is, like fucking Odell, man. Or like Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers. It's like, yeah. I feel like as an organization, you got to have a little bit more pride. You got to have and be like, And be <laughs> like, oh, you're going to like basically motherfuck our organization, yeah. get the fuck out, and we'll never entertain a yeah. thought of you again. Absolutely. So it's, I don't think it's going to work out very well for the Panthers. Yeah, it's going to be a rough, rough what, second I half think of the season. He bring, he's a lot like a guy. He just brings too much off-the-field trouble, I think, for anybody to really take a chance on him. But, you know. Because, like, when he shows up, it's going to be the Cam Newton show now. Yeah, it's not going to be about the Panthers. It's not even going to be as much, like, off-the-field stuff. It's going to be post-game, pre-game stuff. Like, it's not... I wouldn't even really call that off-the-field because it's in, like, yeah. continuation of the game. It's within the realm of the game. Basically, just everything but, there now is going to be about yeah, Cam oh, Newton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, Trish. Yeah. Uh, the refs... Like the the big talk after the Monday night football game were the refs. Um, again, they absolutely fucking they call Marshall for taunting was the original call because he made a big sack mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. It was a is a pretty pivotal sack or tackle for loss, and he got up and stared at the opposing sideline. He stared at the Pittsburgh sideline. Didn't say a word, just kind of stared him down. He said he's been doing that celebration since he was in high school. Pretty normal, pretty normal celebration, I'd say, for a defensive guy. Nothing, 
I would say that that's one of the more acceptable ones. You're not really saying anything. Yeah. You're just looking at them, and it's like it could literally be the fucking water boy that you yeah, get got no contact one, with. No like, one gives a shit. There's really no ever point to who you're looking at. Um, but then as he's running off the field, the ref, like, hip checks him. Yeah. It clearly fucking hip checks him. And Marshall made a point. He's like, if I was to fucking do that, I would be suspended. Oh, big time. 100%. He'd be. 100%. But the ref gets to do that, and many said that the flag was thrown or was in the process of being thrown. The flag wasn't thrown because Marshall ran into the ref. It was thrown because of the taunting penalty. Mm. Doesn't matter. Why are you backing up into a player running off the field? Like, you're a fucking referee. I don't know. I don't even know what the stat is on play, on referees that used to play the game. I don't think there are any that played NFL football level, and yeah. now ref the game. I wouldn't think so. I don't even think they're allowed to. Well, it's just like we Because they about, have a connection to an organization. Yeah. And it's just like we were talking about with baseball. Now it's like, it's almost like these guys want people to, like, oh, look at these referees. You know what I mean? Like, they want to be a part of the oh, game dude, or, like, so have an annoying. impact on the game. And, and they just not. they did have an impact on the game. That that was huge for the Steelers to be able to come back and kick that field goal. Yeah, which they shouldn't at all have any like, sort of, you know. I don't, I don't know. That's just, again, we're dealing with another situation where a fucking official has not now gone outside of just mediating the game and, and and put himself in the middle of it. Yeah. And it's caused a team to have repercussions. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. More fucking bullshit from the refs. Classic. And now I... Classic sports officials. Who do we want to attack first on this one? OBJ or Rodgers? Because <laughs> these are the two biggest stories, and now they've yeah. actually kind of come together. So I guess we'll start with fucking OBJ. He gets released by... First, they weren't releasing him. They were basically going to make him fucking sit on the bench if they were going to have to play him by the Browns. Yeah. Then the Browns said, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to deal with this shit anymore. And then they release him. Yep. Now he's totally up for free agency, and his top three choices are the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Patriots... Or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I've heard there's a handful that are. The Packers have already offered him the veteran minimum. If you don't know, there's if you play so many years in the league, you're considered a veteran. If you're going to a team, they have to offer you a minimum amount of money. I'm not really sure what it is, but um, the Packers have already offered. Oh man, it's one point. It's basically one million. Okay, so. A million dollars for OBJ for one year. Um, the Packers don't need that fucking drama. No, <laughs> not any. Not like, now. There's there's already way too much going on with Rodgers, which is the other part of the news with the COVID situation. Um, but focusing on OBJ, I don't. He has not been productive since he got hurt in New York. His injury was the cause of, was apparently, at the time, the cause of him being so disruptive for the Giants. He became a cancer, was what they called him, and they removed him from the organization. He goes to Cleveland, who's up and coming and making strides towards becoming a better organization after going defeated not too long ago. 
has trouble in Cleveland, continues to not be productive, gets injured, comes back, still unproductive, puts out a video, well, his father puts out a video of all the times that Baker Mayfield missed a wide-open OBJ, thinks that Baker has something against him, causes a bunch of drama for Cleveland. Cleveland says, you know what? Fuck it. You're not playing anymore. And then, again, we're at to the point where we are now. Why would any organization... Then he says he wants to go to a contender. He wants to go to a team that has a chance to play for a Super Bowl. Why would any team that has a chance to play for a Super Bowl want to bring that into the locker room? And it's not even like there's a payoff. At least with Rodgers, you've got all this this COVID shit. You've got some, some controversy, like limited controversy with yeah. him. But, like, he is obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Odell's good. He's not one of the best receivers in the league. There are better names you can get. There are better players that you can get for the amount of shit that he's going to bring to your organization. I don't know how you can really make that offer. It's it's kind of kind of a blind offer to me and just like a big name I guess but you know maybe it's a money thing maybe it's like a put asses in seats kind of thing I don't think that even at at some point we talked about it earlier you have to look at the situation and go all right, does this bring money in yes but is it worth setting the franchise back because that's what Odell will do he will set you look at New York look at the Browns they got him out in time and we're, they're going to be able to probably salvage a season this yeah. season. But, I mean, that, Green Bay is already on the course to being the, the NFC number one. Why bring that in? The Chiefs got too many fucking problems to deal with on their own right now. Yeah. They, you know, they're struggling to even get into playoffs. Why bring that in? New Orleans is trying to figure out what to do post-Breeze. Uh, Why bring that in? Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. We're that's just not a good look. And to go with Green Bay, the other side of it, Rogers says he's immunized, has an allergy to the COVID vaccine, so that's why he didn't take it. Which on the CDC site it says if you have an allergy to these ingredients, don't take this. Yeah. So he's doing what's right for himself. The controversy comes more on the political side of it that he was was or was not vaccinated. The issue with Rodgers, as far as football goes, is that Green Bay all knew, I believe, that he wasn't considered vaccinated by the league. So he wasn't wearing a mask at on the side sidelines or in press conferences, um, which he was doing on purpose as well. So he knew that he had to have that mask on. So he's just bringing more bullshit in, which piles on from stuff from the past. Before the, the preseason, and it's like, um, where, when does it end with Rodgers? Is he just going to continue to do little thing after little thing, where he just brings Green Bay down, brings Green Bay down, brings Green Bay down, Green Bay down, and then he leaves? Like, what are we supposed to do as an organization? Like, and it's like you said, why did why did they even bring him back in at the beginning? And they also, you don't want to bring more in with Odell. No, absolutely not. All right, 
Well, we gotta we gotta end this. If you hear that bell, that means we're yeah, out of time. That means we're leaving. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. Sorry for the late podcast again. We'll have it up early next week, though. All right, see you later.